here at Can Meet Theater. We're all about bringing the love. His mouth is a hothouse for hookers and gold diggers. You're gonna be alone forever. How do you feel about cats? What a dick. Love is dead. Uh, pardon me. Original comedy. Less disappointing than your last date. Can meet theater. You never know what's inside. <laughs> Welcome to Can Meet Theater. Here she is. She is single and fun-loving. All lead to something very special that Dad would enjoy, too. Please be advised, tonight's show contains nuts, eggs, soy, wheat, animal byproducts, byproducts of animal byproducts, plant-based proteins, protein-based plants, high-fructose corn syrup, low-fructose corn syrup, preservatives, additives, emulsifiers, red dye number two, yellow dye number five, Chanel number five, carnauba wax, xanthic gum, natural and artificial flavors, added sugar, caffeine, and alcohol. Enjoy the show! Girls wearing plastic gloves do some manual alignment. No, no, Joan, don't do that. Undersea Adventures with Dr. Hervé Vachon. Hello, I am Dr. Hervé Vachon. Welcome to Undersea Adventures. I have been studying great white sharks for nearly 30 years. Today, we are on board the Vichyssois in the Pacific off the coast of California to test a revolutionary technology that can translate the electromagnetic pulses sharks use to communicate into a human language. For the first time, we will know the secret life of the great white shark. The device has been built to resemble the stones that lie at the bottom of the ocean floor in this region. And now, we are ready to place the device into the ocean. All right, boys. Allons-y. Allons-y. Careful, careful. We don't want to be late. Where are we going again, June? San Francisco Bay, Bob. They say the seals are delicious this year. Well, where's Judy? Isn't she coming with us? No, Bob. Well, why not? She's still mad at you for eating her boyfriend. <laughs> well, someday she'll realize I did her a favor. That guy was the laziest shark I ever met. Do you know how long it took me to digest him? Oh, Bob. <laughs> It's true. 
I ate him in Hawaii, and I didn't see the last of him, if you know what I mean, until we got to the Sea of Cortez. <laughs> Maybe she'll forgive you someday. So it's just the two of us this trip? No, Floyd, our neighbor, is coming with us. Oh, no, not Floyd. Why? He's a nut, dear. No, he's not. He's a bit eccentric is all. Now, come on. Hey, Bob, June, you won't believe what I just saw. Now, calm down. What's going on, Floyd? He's back, I tell you. The freshman is back. Oh, no. I'll never forget that day. I was just swimming along, and I saw a dead tuna floating above the water. Oh, boy, did that look good. Here he goes again. <laughs> so, I took a bite of the tuna, and the next thing I knew, I was trapped. Trapped, I tell you. And then, I tell you, no joke, a, a supernatural force pulled me to the surface. Right. Then... And I don't know how this happened, but I was turned over and lost consciousness. Then what happened, Floyd? Don't encourage him, June. I woke back up, back in the ocean. Nothing was wrong with me, but I swear I lost the whole day. What do you think happened to you? I think they took my blood and put a tracking device on me. Oh, for the... Why the heck would anybody want to track you, Floyd? They want to know how we're breeding... Well, goodness, that's quite personal. How do you know anybody did any of this to you? I swear, ever since that day, I've been hearing this beeping in my head. Oh, for goodness sake. I've always wondered something, Floyd. What's that, June? How do you know whoever did this to you is French? Oh, that's easy. I once ate a French sailor in the English Channel. Their blood smells like Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> hey, what's that? It's just a rock, Floyd. I've never seen that rock before. So, a rock is a rock. Uh, the beeping in my head is getting louder. Floyd, are you losing your mind? I have to destroy that rock to stop the beeping. Floyd, come back. Oh, dear. Well, looks like old Floyd really jumped the shark this time. <laughs> well, that was... Horrible. Quel horrible. And a waste of two million euros. <sighs> Jean-Michel, fais moi un cabernet and see if anyone on this boat has a cigarette.
You're listening to Canned Meat Theater. Mm, smell it. Imagine yourself enjoying this meat. Sounds revolting. You have reached the city of Bellevue Beach. For utilities, press 1. For parks and recreation, press 2. For the annual Sea Slug Festival Committee, press 3. For planning and zoning, press 4. Art Cox? Is not available. Record your message after the tone. When you've finished, you can hang up or press 1 for more options. Uh, hey, Mr. Cox, I'm calling about your city's restrictions on the keeping of exotic animals. Uh, Easy there, girl. There seems to be a misunderstanding. I am very qualified to... Yes, well, I guess that's why we have those rules and why you need a license to handle a tiger. Yes. Well, be glad you still have the one good arm. Okay, have a good day, sir. Hey, can you give me some help? Uh, Believe it or not, that's why I'm here. Um, You'll need to put out that cigar, though. Uh, No smoking in here. Yeah, sure. Sorry about that. Where can I, uh... Uh... Yeah, um, just put it in this cup right here, thanks. Okay. Um, I've recently read in the newspaper that you give, you know, the city gives tax breaks for performing arts. Yeah, it's it's a way to bring more cultural events into the city. Well, I promote a type of cultural event. Uh, what do you promote exactly? All right, you ready for it? Professional wrestling. Uh, okay. Okay, what? Well, well, I don't know if that's what the city had in mind. <laughs> and why the hell not? I, I just don't think they would consider professional wrestling a, a, a cultural event. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll let you know that professional wrestling has been a long tradition in this country. In fact, we're probably the first live show in American history. Well, that's... Very interesting, I guess, but... Hmm. Uh, Let me get my assistant planner, Dana, up here. Uh, She's been handling the applications for that. Dana? Hi, Art. What's up? Uh, uh, Mr. Um... Russo. Jim Russo. CEO of Rogue State Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, right. Mr. Russo was interested in applying for the city's tax credit program for the performing arts... Uh, I was wondering if you could share some examples of the applications we've received so far. Um, sure. Um, well, there's an Elvis on Ice figure skating show. Elvis on Ice? And a Liberace tribute. No, two Liberace tribute acts. Okay. And there's a drum circle for menopause women. Um, is there anything more, you know, traditional, like, uh, Shakespeare? 
Oh, sure. Yeah, there's a production of Hamlet. Oh, good. On water skis. Water skis. Yep. So uh, here's your application, Mr. Russo. Good luck. Hey, thanks, buddy. I'll be seeing you around. Yeah, I bet you will. Gross! Who put a cigar in my coffee? Um, no idea. You're listening to Can Me Theater. Me gusta. Piping hot and ready to eat. Mmm, good. And now it's time for Ask Your Uncle Dave. He's the one you can count on. Dear Uncle Dave, my online dating life is a nightmare. No matter how many dates I accept, I always end up disappointed. They're either financially unstable, looking for another mother to take care of them, or they're just interested in a one-night stand. Why can't I find any good ones? I've shared some of my dating experiences here in this letter. Please help, Dave. Sincerely, Desperate in Dubuque. Dear Desperate in Dubuque, I, like many, can certainly sympathize with you on the frustrations of the online dating scene. The best advice I can give you is to take heart and believe in yourself. Don't settle for less than you deserve. You sound like a smart, sexy, and independent woman who knows what she wants. With persistence, you'll find the man of your dreams. That said, in reviewing your dating history, might I suggest being a little less of a slut? Throwing yourself at every suntan Lothario who flashes a bit of cash and promises you a good time is hardly the way to find a lasting relationship, is it? Also, judging from your letter, you live in Dubuque, Iowa. Unless your ideal romantic relationship involves corn shucking, square dancing, and extensive church going, I'd consider moving to a far more cosmopolitan location, like Cedar Rapids, or maybe even Des Moines. All the best, Dave. Dave. My husband and I have been happily married for many years. While we have always strived to give each other the space that we've needed, I've grown concerned about his behavior recently. Ever since we first started dating, my husband has had a healthy enthusiasm for taxidermy. I still treasure the weasel he gave me for our first anniversary. But lately, he seems to want to keep this previously shared part of our lives to himself. He moved his studio out of the garage to a warehouse on the far edge of town. He also seems to be ordering a lot more supplies and equipment. I have no idea why he would need all those ropes and chains. When I ask him about it, all he says is he's working on something special and I'll know about it soon enough. Perhaps he's expanding his hobby into a business and wants to surprise me? I wish he would just tell me about it so I'd stop worrying. It's just, I hate to bother him. He worked so hard down at the meatpacking plant, and lately he's been very involved helping the police with their inquiries into those cheerleaders that have gone missing. He's always been very civic-minded that way. What do you think I should do? Sincerely, Confused in Kentucky. Dear 
you're confused in Kentucky, two things you should do. Number one, pack up your most valued possessions and tell your husband you're visiting your mother for a few days. Don't go back. I can't stress this enough. Don't go back. Number two, call Netflix. We've got a hell of a limited series here. Be safe, Dave. If you have a problem you'd like Dave's help with, please send us an email at letters at askyouruncle-d.com. Please be advised that we make no claims that Dave's advice is financially, medically, legally, or morally sound. And have a beautiful day. You're listening to Can Meet Theater where we use only the highest quality of hindquarter meat. Appealing color and unmatched flavor is developed in the smoking process. And we hope you're enjoying our third episode. We continue our celebration of Tom Lehrer with this classic about the coming of springtime and the joys it affords us all. I'd like to take you now on wings of song, as it were, and try and help you forget, perhaps for a while, your drab, wretched lives. (laughs) Here's a song all about springtime in general, and in particular about one of the many delightful pastimes that the coming of spring affords us all. Spring is here, a suffering is here Life is skittles and life is beer I think the loveliest time of the year is the spring I do, don't you? Of course you do But there's one thing that makes spring complete for me And makes every Sunday a treat for me All the world seems in tune on a spring afternoon When we're poisoning pigeons in the park (laughs) Every Sunday you'll see my sweetheart and me As we poison the pigeons in the park When they see us coming, the birdies all try and hide But they still go for peanuts when coated with cyanide. The sun's shining bright, everything seems all right when we're poisoning pigeons in the park. We've gained notoriety and caused much anxiety in the Audubon Society with our games. They call it impiety and lack of propriety and quite a variety of unpleasant names. But it's not against any religion to want to dispose of a pigeon. So if Sunday you're free, why don't you come with me and we'll poison the pigeons in the park. And maybe we'll do in a squirrel or two while we're poisoning pigeons in the park. We'll murder them all amid laughter and merriment, except for the few we take home to experiment. My pulse will be quickening with each drop of strychnine we feed to a pigeon. It just takes a smidgen to poison a pigeon in the park.
became a theater where no vegans were harmed in production. Why not plan on visiting us soon? You're always welcome at the home of fine food products. This episode features the voices of Doc Anthony Bravo, Kimberly DePersia, Jennifer Callison, Mark Lucia, Kayla Miller, and Doug McDowell. The Secret Life of the Great White Shark was written by Wayne Cothran and Doug McDowell from an idea by Wayne Cothran. The Bureaucrat Episode 2 was written by Wayne Cothran and Doug McDowell, created by Wayne Cothran. Ask Your Uncle Dave was written by Doug McDowell. Music by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons License 4.0. Tom Lair appears courtesy of Tom Lair and the Internet Archive. And have a pleasant evening. I think they took my butt blood. <laughs> Keep going, you just made the blooper real. <laughs> if you have enjoyed past episodes of Can Meat Theater, please consider supporting us on Patreon. For the cost of a cup of coffee, you could buy our creators a cup of coffee and that will encourage them to make more episodes, maybe even some members-only content. We promise we won't let them spend it on drugs. Visit Canned Meat Theater at Patreon or www.cannedmeattheater.com for details. And have a pleasant evening. Come join the fun.